Sorry for that confusion there. There's too many options in the book. Today we celebrate the feast of Saints Timothy and Titus. And uh, I'll draw your attention to this one line from our first reading uh, to Timothy. Uh, St. Paul, whose conversion we celebrated yesterday, uh, he says to his spiritual son, Timothy, stir up in you that, uh, into a flame, that gift of God that was given to you through the laying on of my hands. And that's, uh, this is the sacrament of holy orders. So this is St. Paul speaking about the grace that was given to Timothy, uh, to, to exercise the fullness of the, the pastoral ministry and authority as, as a priest. And um, Timothy had the fullness of, of holy orders, uh, meaning that he could ordain presbyters, uh, and people, who, uh, men who are you know, able sacramentally to offer the Eucharist. And uh, so what we see here is we celebrated the feast of uh, the conversion of St. Paul yesterday. Today, now... We're getting closer to ourselves because Timothy is this kind of a link in a chain of grace. He's a link in a chain of life. He's a link in a chain of the Eucharist that stretches all the way back to Christ and to the apostles and then reaches all the way through history, all the way to, to us. And it does that through our bishops. Uh, Timothy would go on to ordain other uh, Ministers who had the fullness of holy orders who themselves were empowered to ordain priests. And that would continue on through, from generation to generation to generation over 2,000 years until our, our very day. And, uh, so we celebrate on the Feast of Timothy the importance of the Episcopal office, the importance of bishops as successors of the apostles, as men carrying on the Apostles' mission to bring the fire and the life and the love of Jesus to all the nations. If we can think of, uh, I have a nice metaphor in my mind of, uh, you know, if you remember during the um, <clears throat> the vigil for the Easter, for Easter, the Easter vigil, we have this great uh, flame, this great candle, the Paschal candle, which symbolizes Christ, and as it's lit anew and dedicated anew for that year, uh, there's candles that are lit, and then we start lighting each other's candles, and the light goes on, and then it spreads, and it spreads, and it spreads from one person to another. Well, if you can think of all those candles, and you can kind of trace it back to the Paschal candle, the bishops are like the, the candles that are first the first ones to touch, uh, you know, the Paschal candle, and then to transmit the the light to all of us. That flame of love, which is Christ Jesus, was reborn anew in the womb of the Blessed Mother. And then it was, uh, it was given to the world on the cross. And in that sacrificial love, it was empowered to become a gift to all men and women. And that that process of transmission of that gift begins with the apostles, and it carries on into the world through the, through the bishops like Saints uh, Timothy and Titus. And uh, so we, we thank God that it's through the, the sacramental power of holy orders 
that are that are given to the bishops that were able to receive that same flame of love that was initially ignited in the womb of Mary in its wholeness, in its totality. Uh, every Mass at the Eucharist. I serve as a priest at the, at the good pleasure of, uh, of our bishop, and as do all priests. And, uh, you know, it's silly. Whenever, whenever a parishioner uh, basically disrespects the priest or when a priest disrespects the bishop or when the bishop disrespects the pope, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. What you're doing is you're cutting yourself off from that transmission of life and light, and grace. And uh, if I can leave us here this morning with a nice little concrete concrete takeaway, and I see this with great love and a sense of humor as well, I often hear people, you know, you guys have been in Auburn your whole life. I'm kind of new, right? So sometimes when the outsider comes in, sometimes he can observe things that maybe the insiders don't always see right off the bat because they're so used to it. They kind of grow up with it. But... Oftentimes, um, Bishop Clark, Bishop Matano, and the people that work with them at the diocesan offices, there's a phrase that's used, Buffalo Road. Buffalo Road wants this. Buffalo Road wants that. Buffalo Road's going to do this. Buffalo Road's going to do that. And that's fine to use that short, shorthand term, Buffalo Road. But sometimes, if you listen closely, it's spoken as if this is a kind of a foreign power. It's kind of irrelevant to us. And it's kind of this sort of foreign power that's imposing itself upon us. And it really hurts my heart when I hear that tone of voice, at least. You know, not the phrase itself, but the tone of voice. It really kind of breaks my heart. Because it's through our bishop that we receive uh, the grace of the sacraments and the word of the gospel. And he's our spiritual father. And uh, whoever it might be, whether it be Bishop Clark or Bishop Matano, or whoever is going to succeed Bishop Matano, uh, we need to show them that respect and that, that filial love that we would have to Jesus himself, uh, because it's through them that the Eucharist and the love of God and that flame uh, of love that kindled in the heart of St. Timothy uh, reaches us.